Hey, this is uh, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And I have with me today Kato Lachlan, SVP Media Business at Tapad. Correct? That's right. Very good. And Tapad, you've been here since day one. So why don't you tell us what Tapad is? Yeah, so Tapad um, is all about providing technology so that you can market to a consumer rather than marketing to identifiers, which was what we've built ad tech, the ad tech industry on top of. As an example, much of the technology that came with programmatic ad buying was all dependent on finding a person based on a cookie on a browser. And that was a good start. It really was. But as consumers spent more time in mobile and the identifiers in mobile weren't cookies or you needed to know how the mobile phone was connecting back to information that you had collected on a cookie on a different screen, there was an opportunity to build technology to make those connections. And so that's the technology we built, is is an identifier coming off of one device, likely the same person from an identifier on another device. Right. So we spent the first few years connecting IDs in the digital realm. So a phone, a tablet, a computer. Now, very excitingly, we're connecting in identifiers from television, mm-hmm. and we're using that framework then to propel ourselves into the next frontier of connecting identifiers in from connected cars and from right. IoT. Wow. Um, so we're really excited about our history and where we're going based on identity. It's, it's fascinating because this cross-device identity concept, uh, as we're going to discuss, provides an opportunity to do lots of other really interesting things. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess starting with basics, I was looking at some of your own data, and one thing which almost shocked me was that people can change devices like, is it 27 times a, an, hour. an hour? Yes. I, I'm sure I, I'm pulling that average down, but I can believe <laughs> it. So you've got people surrounded by all these different connected devices, and an interesting distinction, which I know you make, is between like multiple screen identity and, uh, and cross-device identity, because in the latter... It's about tying it back to a user. Mm-hmm. So maybe talk a little bit about how you do it. Yeah, so um, we use um, uh, a combination model. So in literature that you might read in the in the trades is deterministic and probabilistic. Right. And yeah. so we use a combination of both because we feel that's the best way to get both scale and accuracy. Um, and what we've found is that... Um, Having clues from consumers' uh, uh, device proximity, from uh, their contextual signals, what sorts of things, content are they looking at, what time of day are they using their different devices, provides provides very strong signals about the likelihood that um, it's the same person across multiple screens. And then we'll take other more deterministic data, like login data, to fact check what we have found from the other signals. And so, like I said, this hybrid model of using both has given us the opportunity to have both scale and accuracy. And um, you put this together into something called a device graph. Do you have any, like, ballpark figures on how accurate it is? Yeah, so this is actually uh, several years ago now where Nielsen came in and said that we were 91.2% accurate on the uh, the portion of the graph that they measured. Um, And we were um, very, very happy with that result back then because 
previous to that, we had only been measuring ourselves, and we were the first people to invite someone in externally, and we opened our kimono and had them test us. So we were really proud of that and really proud of the outcome. And since then, we think we've gotten even better, especially based on our enterprise relationships and the number of companies now that are um, using our data to propel their business from an enterprise perspective. So multi-touch attribution companies and DMPs and other DSPs, um, they're all using our cross-screen data set under the hood to power their businesses, which has made our graph right. both more more scaled and more accurate. That's really interesting from, from our point of view because it kind of comes out of an ad tech background, but you can see general applications for marketing as well. You mm-hmm. have people using it for marketing purposes? Yeah, so we feel like the graph gives um, MarTech companies the opportunity to do much more personalization right. when it when consumers arrive on their sites. And so a company like Hotels.com, which recently came out and said in their testing, their own um, testing that we are the most scaled and most accurate version. And so they'll be using us for personalization and other interesting things that they're doing for marketing um, for their brand. Okay, so mm-hmm. this is obviously something with, with a lot of application. Uh, what really interests me about it is that you can use it as a foundation to do interesting things with viewability. And maybe we should start off with the whole viewability debate because as far as I'm concerned, it's a very hot topic everywhere I go now. I hear people talking about viewability partly because of the increased importance of video, video on Mm. mobile, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the first thing is figuring out good ways to, good and standard ways to assess whether people are viewing something at all. So yes. do, do you have a POV on that? Yeah, and and just before I get to that POV, yeah. I, I will say that you know what we've been talking about is how do you get the best identity graph? How mm-hmm. do you say with the most confidence that the with the most people as possible, these are how their devices are connected together? On top of that, we build then application layers. So it's not enough just okay. to have the data set. You need to do things with it. And the do things with it usually comes in the form of targeting, attribution, analytics, creative personalization, site-side personalization, and the MarTech example. Um, and so when you think about targeting based on identity, you want to. we're doing so much work to find the right person. Mm-hmm. Now we need to make sure that when we do find the right person in the on the right device that they actually see the ads. Exactly. And yeah. that's when viewability comes into play. And, you know, because we're trying to reach humans and, you know, we're very sensitive to then not advertising to bots or not advertising (laughs) in places where there aren't humans. Um, And so viewability is very complementary to our POV on cross-screen and why it's important. And to that end, we've been thinking a lot about viewability. We've been obviously thinking a lot about cross-screen, and we've been thinking a lot about how digital and television work together. Right. And as a result, we've come up with some research about viewable exposure time yes. as um, an, a very interesting metric that is the combination of all of these things, cross-screen, viewability, TV plus digital. And what we're finding is, yes, it really does matter that the amount of in-view time that a brand connect and the brand connects with the consumer to get them to have a response to the brand whether that's measured by a digital interaction or an offline interaction um, and so we really feel like viewability is good as a standalone metric but it's much better when you fold it into this concept of advertising to people yeah. based on cross-grain identity and I really wanted to underline that not least because I initially misunderstood this concept I thought what the viewable exposure time was about was optimal time 
to expose people to certain types of content. But no, you're talking about people. You're talking about the optimal time for me or you or whoever else is in the room. Mm -hmm. That's right. And the optimal time for me to make a connection with a particular auto make and model or how much time I need to make a connection with a particular um, CPG brand. These things are all different, you know, and we have a longer consideration cycle and it's a higher price um, item with buying a car than it is buying some disc detergent. So the amount of time that a brand needs to invest in creating a connection with the consumer we think is a really important concept that works best when it's founded in cross-green identity. That's great, because one of the questions I was thinking of asking you just a bit of fun was what the optimal time for a podcast was. But <laughs> it, it, it depends who's listening to it. Some people are going to typically listen to something or view something, depending on what it is, longer than other people, right? Yeah, and, and also it depends on what device they're on or what okay. in context of the day they're on bringing it back to identity, right? So if I'm on my phone, you know, my attention for a podcast is as long as my commute. But if I'm listening to podcast content while I'm cooking dinner, then I have a different amount of time to spend with the brand. So that's what we're trying to investigate with VET is what's the right amount of mix of time um, across multiple screens and across multiple different kinds of creative concepts. question that we get all the time is, um, and, uh, when it comes to advertising, is, mm-hmm. is a minute of exposure time with sight, sound, and motion on television or digital equal to a minute of someone seeing just a flat banner. Right. That's the research that we need to do next, but we think that this is a really cool place to take viewability and cross-screen and digital plus television together to figure out that exchange rate, one of our data scientists says. I think that's really interesting. One of the challenges I see there, and I'm not sure if anyone solved it yet, is the distinction we're all familiar with as consumers between having something turned on, having a video running, having the television switched on, having a banner ad up displaying on your screen, and you viewing it, they may not be the same thing. Any mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Um, I think intuitively, yes, there that does matter, the amount of um, actual quality time mm-hmm. that a consumer is spending with their brand instead of like the um, um, coincidental time right. that they're spending mm-hmm. with your brand. I don't have an answer to how we're going to measure that. Some people say, well, better time spent means that they've necessarily clicked on the ad, they've engaged with the ad. I don't love that because there's just not a lot of clickers in the world. Yeah. And we've seen with a lot of research, and this is you know um, research in, in over really the last decade, is that clickers aren't necessarily buyers. So I don't love reverting back to click-through rate or you know even rich media engagement rate as that quality metric of is the are the eyeballs mm-hmm. sitting right in front of the ad maybe we need to leap and say let's get some biometrics in yeah, here you yeah. know i think that's it that's a, you know let's come back and talk again in 2018 and 2019 and maybe we'll have a better story on that but yeah, i hope it's, it's not click-through rate then <laughs> no i mean it, it, it all sounds very futuristic but i know there are there are companies out there who already have technology um, in public places to uh, assess whether people are looking at a billboard or at an ad on a big video mm-hmm, screen. So mm-hmm. It's not completely yeah. impossible stuff. Yeah, we just have to hook it all together. And that's 
to be honest, been some of the difficulty in it being seven years for Cross Green to mm-hmm. get so mature. You know, early days at Tapad, it just made so much sense when we would go in and talk to agencies and talk to brands about the Cross Green idea, and it just makes a lot of sense, right? You want to target, you want to measure against a person rather than a cookie, but to incorporate cross green data into the pipes that are already built, that's what's taken the time. Yeah. And so we'll we we it's our job to keep innovating and keep thinking yeah. about cool things like biometrics and then we also have to figure out how we're gonna action against it and really oh, make sure, it affordable sure. to put into our marketing systems. Sure, sure. One frontier at a time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so talking about frontiers. But never stop dreaming. <laughs> talking about frontiers, Tapad crossed an important one, I think quite recently. Mm-hmm. Um, an acquisition by yeah. Another company. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, in February this year, 2016, we were acquired by a company called Telenor. Um, they're headquartered in Oslo, Norway, um, and they have quite a bit of business in Scandinavia, in the Nordics, um, but they also have a ton of business in emerging Asia. Right. And so, uh, for those who aren't familiar, they're like the Verizon or AT&T of Malaysia, Thailand, Bangladesh, Pakistan, India, um, and I think they're in about 13 markets. Um and we're we're very excited to be partnered with them and part of their family because they're doing some really great thinking about not being telco dumb pipes. They want to create mm. a distribution relationship with consumers. Um, and they see, well, if we're going to talk to consumers, then we need to really know who they are. We really need to know what their identity is across multiple screens. And so we're happy to be part of the family and help them think about that. Yeah. And I guess just to close things off, you... You talked again about identity. Um, worth emphasizing that this is all happening in a very anonymized ecosystem, That's right. correct? Yeah, and um, yeah, so we don't touch any um, PII. Um, instead, we rely on identifiers that consumers can um, understand that they have notice that their data is being used and that they have the opportunity to opt out. Um, And very early days in TAPAD and through our history, we've put privacy as um, a foundation, a cornerstone of every bit of technology that we build um, and really proud of being first as an example to provide opt-out in-app. This was a few years ago and now providing opt-out across multiple screens. Um, So we, in absence of rules about privacy in cross screen we created them and we're and we're proud of that okay great this is uh, some really fascinating concept concepts in here and i have to congratulate you again because i think you're a great explainer of some of the more difficult <laughs> ones thank you we really we appreciate the opportunity <laughs> so thanks kate for joining us and uh thank you everyone for listening in and watch out for the next one-on-one podcast okay, thanks okay <laughs>